This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. We got two of my big buds on this morning. Uh, first of all, uh, Janie Stewart. She's over here uh, fixing my brand new phone, uh, putting things in. I have no idea what's in there. Um, iPhone. But congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Big 400, step up. 460 people phone numbers are in that phone. Can Amazing. you believe it? Amazing. And I, I don't know how many of them are still around. Should we so, tell him how many are in ours? <laughs> how many? I don't know. Let me look. I don't know that either. And, and, and you're talking about Pinnacle Bank. Yeah, a lot of these folks are customers, right? Yeah. People yeah. We take care of. I bet they've got all. I bet they've got more money than I've got. These other customers. Twenty-seven, nineteen. I only have eleven hundred and forty-five. Oh my! So are all of them contributing to the new bank that's being built? Mm, I, I, I don't know the answer to that, and I probably shouldn't say. So I'll just say we have a lot of supporters, and we're thankful for that. Um, are you at full capacity yet? Because uh, one of my uh, family members was telling me that they weren't able to get the money put into the ATM on time like they were everything else. What's going on with ATM? I never use it. I don't have a clue. Yeah, I think um, ATMs have become, as the technology has evolved, Truman, I think they have become um, receptacles so that you could not only withdraw cash, which was the original intent of Mm -hmm. an ATM, because you couldn't have, it wasn't scalable to have 25 branch locations, you know, maybe in a city so that people could get money. Yeah. Um, And over time... Um, they became multi-use where you could make deposits, cash deposits, check deposits, as well as withdraw cash. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in Pinnacle's case, because we have such a broad footprint, yeah. um, I think you can, I, I'm not sure that you actually can make deposits um, inside of our ATMs. And it's part of that strategy is based on the fact that we want people to come into the branch offices and we've got such a, an investment in the footprint. Mm-hmm. We want to see your face. I want you to come in. I've always been somebody that is worried about things can happen with your monies. Mm-hmm. Um, is ATM, when you're utilizing, is it as safe as actually going directly or, or, or maybe through the drive throughs or going into the bank? Uh, is that as safe? So I, I would tell you... Um, 
a couple things. Mm -hmm. The safest thing is going to be you yourself walking into the bank to do yeah. business. Yeah. That's always the safest thing. And it's because you know who you're doing business with and the person that you're do, doing business with knows you personally. Yeah. So that's the safest thing. Now, then the drive-through, they all know me and I know them. That's right. And yeah. so face-to-face -face is, is best always yeah. from a safety standpoint. Yeah. Um, from a practical standpoint, you know, the way technology continues to change the world that we live in mm -hmm. and our dependence upon technology. Um, ATMs are a great tool. Um, the, the two things that you run into from a safety standpoint there are going to be someone staking out the ATM yeah. to wait for you and hold you hostage and get some of your money out. Um, the good thing um, is that there are limits to the amount of cash that you can get out of an ATM. So if you had, let's say, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank, usually there are limits, daily limits on an ATM mm -hmm. uh, transaction where you might only be able to get 500 or 600 or $700. So that's really your exposure outside of your personal safety. So that's one issue. The other issue, uh, again, as, as we become more dependent upon technology and as we become heavier users of technology, one of the things that you know, back to your background, criminals do is they adapt yeah. you know, their methods to modern techniques. And so uh, there is this fraud scheme out, which is basically an ATM skimmer, mm -hmm. which is where they construct a mold that basically goes over the apparatus where you would actually put your card in the machine, yeah, and you think you're putting it in into a Pinnacle Bank or whatever your financial institution which should be Pinnacle Bank, you know, ATM. Mm -hmm. When the reality is, there's a device on that which is called a skimmer, which they scan your card and make. And that's been done around here. Absolutely, it's been done. So, so those are really the two things you do. Um, I think. What I protection would a, a customer have? If that's done, say somebody has that skimmer in there and they take out $10,000. Right. So there are, I think it's Reg B, and this is a little outside of my day-to-day -day operation. So this is Ronnie Martin's knowledge from 10 years ago when mm -hmm. I used to do more of this. Um, I think there is a consumer uh, protection law, I think it's Reg B, which basically says if you report that transaction to your financial institution uh, within 30 days of it occurring, uh, and, and that may be, this may have changed because this is old information, um, that the financial institution re will reimburse you. I mean, you can basically um, um, contact them and tell them that there was some fraud on your account, whether it be ATM related or debit card related or ACH related where debits come out of your account. As long as you report it to the financial institution, uh, generally speaking, for consumer purposes, the institution is going to make that right. There is some expectation that if you know who that is, and mm -hmm. believe it or not, um, a large percentage of the time, people that conduct activity like that tend to be family members and friends. Yeah. That happens. Uh, the bank will generally reimburse you as long as you cooperate in holding those people accountable for that. Because you, believe it or not, sometimes parents come in and children have done X, Y, and Z, and they're not comfortable doing that with their kids, and they say, oh, it was my kids, oh, never mind. But there are also plenty of instances where um, those skimmer machines are just through technology. Someone has obtained you know, your, your information yeah. and electronically used it in some way. But I will tell you this, Pinnacle, I was in Chattanooga this weekend, um, 
a couple of times back and forth doing a repair on a property we have that we're going to sell because our kids have graduated and moved on kind of to the next stage in their life and so we were getting this property ready to sell so i had i was purchasing gas in murfreesboro eating lunch in chattanooga and then purchasing something in murfreesboro and i did that a couple of times this weekend on two occasions pinnacle bank sent me fraud notifications because it didn't make sense why I was in two places with the same card making purchases. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we're very attuned to is that we know that if we do not take responsibility for the fact that we have to provide some extra layer and some redundant layers of security related mm-hmm. to the, technolo- the technological advantages that we have, online banking, internet banking, ACH, wire, debit cards, you know, with that luxury and ease of use for customers. There's some added layer of protection that we've got to add because ultimately, as I mentioned, if there's fraud committed on your account, uh, the bank's legally required to reimburse that on the consumer side. On the business side, it's a little different. Would it be be anything that would throw up a red flag on on somebody actually doing that with your uh, ATM uh, account at the bank itself, or or would it have to be almost 100% reported by the, the victim? Um, ask that a different way so I know exactly what you're asking. Okay. In your account, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is all uh, pretty much uh, computerized inside the bank itself, right. it, w- w- do you have any type of device there? That when that money is taken out of your account, mm-hmm. that that uh, maybe uh, alerts the computer itself as there's something really wrong here. Yeah. So I think two things. Um, one, depending upon the financial institution, you know, that you choose to do business with, mm-hmm. um, uh, an older term would be trade with. You remember hearing that term? Who yeah. you trade with. Um, there are technologies that exist. For example, if my account falls below a certain amount, I get a notification every day. I, I set those alerts up. So Pinnacle has the means with, with which you can set those alerts up. Yeah. If there are transactions over a certain amount, uh, then I get an alert on that. Mm-hmm. If there's a deposit into my account, I get an alert on that. But those are, those are some consumer uh, side of the table things that you can do. Um, on the bank side of things, back to fraud, prevention, fraud detection, there are, uh, and and these are people that are a lot smarter than me in this area, just like if you talk in your phone, use Facebook, Google something on the the web, there are algorithms that are built Mm -hmm. which say, hey, you know what, Truman Jones travels in basically these five or six lunch spots every day. Mm -hmm. So if he's in Nashville eating at Hattie B's Chicken on a Wednesday, when normally he's at the sub shop on Wednesday, that may create an issue where your card may be rejected on something if you go to Hattie B's during the day. And it may say, get you a quick message to say, hey, potential fraud was just detected on your account. Mm -hmm. Please confirm you're at Hattie B's and this was you. You hit yes, I did this. Go up there and swipe your card, and you're good to go. Hmm. Now, the debit card mm-hmm. doesn't have as much of a safe protection 
as the regular cards do. They, I mean, the uh, um, I, I, I've got. Um, so, so, all right, let, let, let's do it two ways because yep. I've thought about this too. If you if you have a pinnacle mm -hmm. card, um, it, it is it is a debit card as safe as the other uh, uh, card that you use for most purchases? Like a credit yeah. card? Yeah, yes. like a credit card. So. Uh, I might need to phone a friend while we're here <laughs> on some of this. So uh -oh. if, if Misty Cole, if Jay Cole's daughter's listening, I may have to call her yeah. to ask her some of this. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that when you pick debit or credit, uh -huh. the debit function requires you to put in a PIN number. Okay. And so there's a certain layer of security in knowing that if you pick debit, it is going to, you have to enter that PIN number. So there's some extra security. If you mm -hmm. do credit, most of the time, maybe you're entering a zip code for a billing address, things yeah. like that. So there's there's protections on both sides. Um, I think, uh, you know, the financial system is set up to make sure that, regardless of the um, the type of financial product that you're using, mm -hmm. checking account tied to your personal account, credit card tied to a credit account, which has nothing to do with your checking account. Yeah. Um, there are equal protections for both. Uh, to the degree that they can be instituted within the system. What what you can't do is you're constantly striking the balance between having the convenience of the card mm -hmm. and doing the best you can to not sacrifice the safety of your personal finances. And so, you know, I think banks work really hard to try to make things convenient uh, for end users and for clients. But if you have a card and every time you go somewhere, it's so tightly held down that your card is denied, well, that's almost worse than even having a card, right? Mm -hmm. if, you, if you go and your card's declined because, you know, that happens all the time. And, um, you know, to consumers, is it on the retailer side of what you're doing? Is it on the bank side? Um, and one of the good, just practical everyday things that a lot of people may not be aware of is, you know, again, each financial institution is a little different, but for example, travel alerts, one of the things you can do, whether you do it from your phone, your fancy new iPhone that you got, which you need our app so that you can look at your account. I have no idea how to use this Jan, phone. Jan will set that up for you. She'll well, the, Jan does set it up. She, she's uh, got it. She can do it. I, I get everything done just about financially through Jan. <laughs> Jan does. I mean, I never Me worry too. about it. I, I don't. <laughs> I never worry about it. Yeah. And, but she's so smart dealing with everything. And uh, efficient. Too. Of course, I missed. I've been missing her the last couple of weeks. She's been traveling all over the yeah. world. She's been to three countries, and <laughs> I mean, jet setter. Well, check my checking account. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I'm here for you, Truman. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, I, hey, uh, you had a great holiday, didn't you? I did. Last couple of weeks have been fantastic. What You have been everywhere. Have you slowed down at all? Not yet. I'm waiting for it. Did uh, Did Mr. Lahue pay for everything? <laughs> we try to do 50-50, Truman. 50? Wait a minute. That, sound, <laughs> that sounds like Bobby and Larry. I try to pull my own weight. <laughs> Well, you do a good job. Well, thank you. And I've told people how fortunate we, uh, I am, to have you two taking care of me. And and 
uh, whether I've got two cents in the bank or ten dollars, y'all make sure that uh, y'all watch over it. And that's pretty much for all the customers. And it's been that way for a long time, hasn't it, Ronnie? You know, it has, and I think that goes back to a love of people and service, yeah. and enjoying you know the place you work and what you do. Um, you know, you're one of our favorite customers that we get to deal with. It's it's like anything else if you enjoy the people that you work with it makes jo um, work more fun if you enjoy the clients that you serve it makes work more fun and so um you know we we try to work really hard to do that and i think you know pinnacle is a great representation of the opportunity to that that people have to do it the right way and for customers to feel good about where they bank and for employees to feel good about where they work and um, can't it's a local bank it is uh, you guys hire local people we do experience local people yeah and and one thing that I find interesting is of course Bill knows most people in Rutherford County yeah. and he looks at the cream of the crop and didn't it feel pretty special that he selected you two absolutely uh, to come in and be a major part of the bank. Yeah, Jan, do you feel special? Every day. <laughs> Every day I get to work there is special. I love it. Yeah. We couldn't ask for better. Yeah. Did you get to see Jay when he came in? Briefly, because we were just getting back from the beach. So they left yesterday, and his daughter Andrea. And her husband Tyler and two kids came yesterday, so they'll be here for two weeks. Oh, good. I wonder if we can get uh, Jay to come home with Bobby and Larry. Jay's already gone back home. Oh, really? Yeah, they left yesterday, and oh. the kids came yesterday. So. Oh. Well, I misunderstood you. I thought they were just now coming in. Nope, just his daughter and her husband and two kids are here. Okay. So. Now, the bank is... is um, going through its growing pains right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that 90% of the people that do business with Pinnacle were hoping for a high rise, something seven, <laughs> something, something, about seven or eight floors up, and right. it's not happening. And um, why, why are we going to be so small? Because your, your business is absolutely exploding right now. Yeah, I think that's a great observation, and I think Bill uh, Bill Jones was in a position where he tried to decide what was best for Pinnacle Bank in Rutherford County, mm -hmm. and ultimately, um, rather than investing dollars in a single site, maybe a larger site on, on one spot, mm -hmm. I think he chose to capture two sites, and, and that led to uh, Medical Center Parkway, uh, Pinnacle having a presence on Medical Center Parkway. Um, as I understand it, that is uh, probably the most expensive piece of dirt that Pinnacle has, has ever paid for. I'm sure of it. Um, but it's a really nice facility. Uh, Courtney Chavez is the office leader there. Um, very nice facility. Uh, you've got great people there, and I think it's very well located as you know, the community continues to grow. Mm -hmm. That was a corridor that we did not have a presence and it just continues to show Pinnacle's commitment to saying, hey, you know, we're going to invest dollars in the community that we serve. And so rather than build, you know, 
I think the facility that you and I might have wanted downtown yeah. was that uh, 10 or 12 story with condos at the top so that you could move to the city. And uh, Well, actually, Bill could be higher, elevated higher than Ed Lowry could be. <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but uh, we Don't be so timid. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> everybody's got a boss, right? Yeah. <laughs> I brought you a picture so you can see what the new building's going to look like. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. It's, it's, let, let me see it. Hey, it's fancy. It's high society. And see, how long, how much longer will it be before it's finished? A couple more weeks, I think. You're kidding. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I was going to say. Uh, I thought. <laughs> it's supposed to be finished. Oh, it's by, nice looking. Yeah. By your end, it's supposed to be finished. Looks a little stubby, but it, it's nice looking. That's modern, Truman. Yeah. Modern? Yeah. Stubby is code for modern. <laughs> Well, you need to talk to all the school systems and see how they are building their schools so cheaply yeah. in this day and time. That's a good picture. Mm -hmm. Do you it's take that? Be pretty. Well, yeah. All right. Tell me what's going on in the city because how I many? What you got? Another year left? I do. Are you? Uh, what should I do with counting the, the days, or what are you doing? Well, you know, it, once I think I do think once you make the decision that you're you're not going to run again, it changes your mindset a little bit. Um, have you made that decision? I have. I'm. I'm. I hope you'll still have me on the show. Even if oh, I will. I will. Um, but yeah, I, I think you know, um, at some point you have to kind of look in the mirror and say. Um, if you're not happy with some of the things that are going on and if you don't agree with some of the things that are going on, yeah. you have to at least be humble enough to take responsibility for the fact that maybe it's me and not everyone else, right? If, if, if I'm the only person that disagrees with some of the things that we're doing, um, maybe I'm the problem. And so um, I, I've taken the approach that... Um, oh, give me a break. That's the truth. That's the truth. You have worked harder than anybody... I was talking to Ron Washington about you the other day, and he agreed. You have, you've thrown your whole uh, existence in, in, into that uh, job. I have. I think they're they tell well. They're playing the music louder, so let's take a quick break, <laughs> okay. and we'll be right back. Picture this: you start your day with an aerobics class in the indoor saltwater pool. You enjoy a cup of coffee on your private balcony before heading to a book club meeting in the parlor. You grab a made-from-scratch chicken salad sandwich from the soda shop for lunch just before live entertainment in the courtyard. For dinner, you join your neighbors for a five-star meal in the formal dining room. All of this at Adams Place Independent Living. Are you looking for a different kind of bank? Open your eyes to a credit union. At Heritage South Community Credit Union, we help hardworking Americans achieve their financial goals faster. And because we're owned by our members, you get a piece of the pie. Visit our website, heritagesouth.org, to open your first account and see how we help when others won't. Insured by NCUA. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. 
ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetSTHealthcare.com. For the ones who get going when the going gets tough. And the ones who know we're tougher together. For the pathfinders breaking new ground. Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as fast access to experts and 24-7 customer support. Because we know you have people depending on you. So you can always depend on us. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sometimes the world can seem a cold place, so we got to bring the warmth to it. Sometimes the world can seem a broken place, so we got to strive to fix it. At the end of the day, we are empowered to create the world we want to live in. So we prepare for the worst, but we must always, always expect the best. Smith & Wesson, empowering Americans. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. The 71-year-old Spring Hill man behind bars after he was indicted for multiple child sex crimes. Authorities began investigating Samuel Lee Turner after getting a tip from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children concerning his possession of child sexual abuse material. Investigators say three child victims who were allegedly assaulted by Turner were rescued. Digital evidence also found that Turner had been producing and possessing child sex abuse material. A national blood shortage is impacting Tennessee. The American Red Cross says the state is short about 2,700 pints of blood. The shortage has been brought on by fewer people donating since the coronavirus outbreak started and the rescheduling of elective surgeries that were put off over COVID-19 concerns. Some hospitals say they're trying to combat the shortage by having more blood drives among their employees. Police in Franklin reassuring the public that a fake TNT device found last week at the Williamson County Rec Center was not an intentional bomb scare. The device was found Friday in an outdoor trash can at the Rec Center. Police say it was a prop used for a church program with the theme centered around coal mining. Attorney General Herbert Slattery is jumping out of a lawsuit filed by 37 other states' attorneys general to sue Google. The suit claims Google uses illegal, anti-competitive, and unfair business practices. Slattery is accusing Google of using its power to restrict competition with the Google Play Store, which is in turn causing harm to consumers by limiting their choices. Slattery also claims that is driving up app prices. News on demand 24-7 at our website, WGNSRadio.com, or follow us on Twitter at WGNSRadio. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. We'll see a few scattered showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon with cloudy skies high in the upper 80s. Southwest winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 74. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Popcorn Pop Fresh Daily, their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go seeamovie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, 
home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. It's the Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Breakfast is no, no, it's wow. everything, but does it all. Wow. Uh, welcome back. I'm telling Ronnie Martin about our little group that we have over at Bud Mitchell's, Bud Steyer, mm-hmm. every Friday morning at 6 o'clock. And for good conversation and great friendship and fellowship, you can't beat that place. And, uh, you know, Rutherford County is still, I still believe, it's the friendliest place in the world. Uh, we have relationships that have uh, lasted for generations and generations. It, it's unbelievable. Uh, I know when I, I, I think I told you I, I dropped all my uh, big uh, uh, t- big time stuff as far as uh, television and and those type things. And uh, a little kid came by. I say little kid. He's probably the same age as Jan. But <laughs> anyway, he came by, and he's trying to talk me into doing all the AT&T oh, stuff. Yeah. And and I told him, I don't do um, uh, the type of television where you have everything coming in and hitting you in the face. Mm. And uh, he said, you sound just like my daddy. <laughs> It, it is it is a generation thing. Yeah. I love going back and watching uh, TV shows and movies out of the 30s, 40s, and the 50s. And of course, I can say the 50s is is that was the golden years mm. to be living. It, it really was, and so many special people and. And just like Jan's mom and daddy, uh, we're all about the same age. And we just fit in that pattern, uh, the pattern of no change. We don't want change. And, and you guys are going to be the same way when you get older. I like change. But you won't when you get uh, That's to, probably true. to be older. That may, that may well be true. Yeah, it, it, it's easy to face those type things. Sure. But... We, let's get back to the, the, the political nope. thing. Um, that changes. And, and in most cases, we don't have the repeat, uh, um, say, city councilmen and, uh, and county commissioners and th- things like that for a long period of time. But there are a few that sure. seem to able to stay the, uh, the test of time. But... When you are a successful businessman uh, like you are mm-hmm. at, at Pinnacle, it puts a lot of pressure on you, doesn't it? You know, it, it really does. And th- that's been a real growing process for me that I yeah. had to learn over the past few years is, you know, the sacrifice that other people make so that I can serve. Yeah. And, you know, it's... A lot of times when you enter the political arena or you start preparing yourself to serve in some capacity, you're really focused on what you have to do and what you're willing to do, what you can do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I probably, like most people, I would guess, um, was not prepared for the sacrifice that, you know, my, my wife, my family would make, yeah. my work family, Jan and mm-hmm. the others that we work with. 
I mean, there are a lot of people that support me on a daily basis that, you know, have to say, you know, Ronnie's not here. Ronnie's doing X, Y, and Z. And, um, you know, it's hard because somebody has to pick up that slack, whether it be at home or be at work. And, yeah. and you know, I think um, it's probably a struggle that everybody works through. At my age, I turned 47 this week. And what I know is um, if I want to come back and, and serve, you know, in an elected official capacity, I have time to do that. Um, what I have to make sure I do is make sure that my family is in a great place where they can um, both support and allow me away, right? Mm -hmm. And I, you know, COVID changed a lot of these things, Truman, because prior to COVID, you know, I had four kids that were gone. I mean, we were basically empty nesters. Yeah. After COVID, I had four kids back home. And wow. I didn't know that was going to happen. I didn't know um, how much time I was with them when they came home and um, you know they're they're getting ready to scatter again but um, that really gave me some perspective the sacrifice that you know Cynthia made uh, with me being gone multiple nights a week till mm -hmm. seven or eight o'clock at night and the things we do and um, you know it's been it's been a lot but you know to go back to um, Next year is an election year. We'll have the mayor's race next year, both county and city. We'll have some commissioners. We'll have city council members, mm -hmm. myself and Madeline and Rick LaLance. You know, those three seats are up again. Um, and I'm just not willing to give the time that I give and will continue to give until my term is up. But I'm just not willing to give that time uh, at this point. Uh, I was willing to four years ago. And I might be willing to again at some point in the future, but um, I think my family needs me. I think my work family needs me, and and I've got to make sure that uh, I honor those commitments, you know, to my family and uh, you know to Bill Jones. I, I told him when I was coming to Pinnacle, uh, these are the things we can do. These are the people that we need. And he supported you the whole time. He did, and he's been very supportive. And, and yeah. Bill and I've not even talked about this. To be clear, yeah. I mean, he's he may be aware, or he may not be aware, but you know. Professionally, I take my obligations very, very seriously, and I'm going to finish what I started, and I'm going to serve well because people gave me the opportunity to represent them, so I'm going to do that. But where I am today, um, I, I know there are other things I need to be focused on. And I can see where you come from because I had the same problem because if you're truly committed to serving your community, right? It, it 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 affects your family life, sure, and 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 also uh, where you you're employed at the time. Right, and I can remember feeling guilty a lot of times with all the pressure that I was putting on Jackie because right. she was having to pick up the slack on so many other different ways. And uh, uh, there is a point you you get to say um, or have to sit down with with your family and and see if they feel comfortable right uh still filling in for those voids that it puts in your family and uh you know she was always just so supportive the whole time and and i want to be clear too i mean my work family and my home family they have been extremely supportive I yeah mean, i've got some members of my family that are disappointed that i'm not going to stay both work and home 
Um, but you know, two two things I have learned is um, you've got to really be humble enough to filter out both the good things and the bad things that people tell you, and mm -hmm. that's inclusive of the people that are closest to you because. You know, my wife's going to support me regardless of what I do. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that's what she really thinks and feels and hopes, you know, kind of in her heart of hearts. I think she wishes I would be more with her. She would probably want me to be more with her. Um, take Jan. Jan's been very supportive of what I do. Yeah. But I know it's it's what I do. That sacrifice is a sacrifice that she feels too, because she carries that burden. And so yeah, she's always telling me how how <laughs> how, how 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 much it has affected her. And, exactly and, uh, right. <laughs> but but you can only I mean you you have to really be um, objective and grounded about that because yeah. not everybody's going to tell you the truth because you know they either want something from you. Or they want to support you in some way. Yeah. And um, you know, the thing that I have had the opportunity to learn, which has been a great experience for me, is um, you know, a as you're going through this process, um, you know, y you miss folks that you don't realize you're going to miss. You miss being uh, Jan's the sideshow this morning. <laughs> She's over cracking her fingers. I mean, gosh. I'm, I can't sit still. I don't sit still. I know you've been rubbing your feet on the floor, and it's driving me crazy. Hey, when I'm in meetings with her, I'm going to tell you. The, the electricity is flying everywhere around here. Our hair standing yeah. up. Yeah. If I, if I have anything repetitive of motion, I mean, she freaks out while we're doing it. Rolling a pin, popping a pin, anything, she freaks out. Yeah. But it's a fun place. To work over there it's at Pinnacle now, isn't it? Yeah. You think of a, a bank being all business. You go in, you have to have a suit and tie on right. and all that, that crap that, that people like to go through, put on airs or whatever. But it's your bank. I mean, it, it's just totally... I can go in with shorts on, which I go everywhere with shorts on anyway, but mm -hmm. uh, you, you guys accept it. And, and, uh, and, and I love the camaraderie. At Pinnacle Bank, you guys have a special place to work. You I really do. We love seeing the customers come in. We have a customer that brings her dog every time she comes. Mm -hmm. so. Inside the bank. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it washed? <laughs> Does it matter? I love dogs. Ronnie loves dogs. How's Peggy doing over there? She's winning every day. She's mm -hmm. winning. Isn't she something? Mm -hmm. She has a birthday coming up. Ronnie Martin just had a birthday this week. So oh, I didn't know that. Birthday. So you turned 47? 47. Wow. And yep. today, by the way, is our Addie Bell's birthday. So happy yeah. birthday to her. She's on the beach today for her birthday. Oh, is she? Mm -hmm. Oh, my And it, today is also Terry's sister Clarice's birthday. So happy birthday to her. Hmm. Isn't, it be, isn't it fun to just be a family member with everybody like that? We've got lots of birthdays this month. Yeah. Sydney, my son's girlfriend, Sydney's is Sunday. Terry's daughter, Samantha's, is next week, and Terry's is the next week. We've had a bunch so. at the bank too. Rodney yeah. Barrett and Renee Jennings, mm -hmm. and I mean, there've been a yeah. bunch of people at the bank. Summer's huge. July. July's a, probably the best month, I would say. Now, our let's see, Terry's Terry, Terry's birthday is what day? July twenty-second. You need to get him some more uh, long pants. Last time I saw him, the knees, 
He'd been on his knees for something. I don't remember what it was. Probably working on a lawnmower. Yeah, I, I think. I don't think so. Hush. <laughs> oh, don't you love the Stewart family, oh, Ronnie? Yeah. I mean, they are. They the are. Family. Their family is just. It's entertainment. You don't have to touch the. the you have to, don't have to cut the TV on or, or go out for doing anything. The whole family's entertaining the whole time you're around them. We are here for your entertainment. Oh, there's no doubt about that. I've also got got you here to take care of my phone, and you haven't done it yet. Look, it's asleep, isn't it? I don't know Put whether it it's asleep or not. We'll go over it when we're done. Hey, uh -huh. I have a question for you. Mm hmm. What do you think, so next year being an election year for city and county mayor? Yeah. So kind of talk a little more about politics, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, I'm always willing. Uh, Bill Ketcher, our county mayor. Uh, I don't know if he's going to run or not. I hear it's he my is. understanding he is. Joe Carr, of course, has announced his candidacy. It's, it's uh, my understanding he is again and again and again. Yeah, right. Yeah. You thinking about running? What? Some do wow. what? You really went there, didn't you? <laughs> I will never run for anything. I can tell you that. Well, you have. Ran. Well, but that's over with. Okay. I'm, right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm too old for that okay. stuff. All right. Um, actually, somebody asked me if you were running for county mayor. Yes. Uh, Give not. them my phone number. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would be in a lot of trouble if, if I even hinted that I might do that. So. The trouble with politics in this day and time, it's mean. Yeah. It really is. Sure. Uh, people are willing to just destroy someone else just to make sure that they're not successful Man, in their I races. I've seen that firsthand, I can tell you. That's one reason I got rid of my TV. Yeah. I can't stand to watch politics of any kind mm -hmm. on the air. It, it, I grew up in a family where you did not discuss politics. Ron Washington and I were talking about that the other day. Mm -hmm. You don't discuss politics. You don't discuss religion. Right. Those type things that, that mean so much to people in their particular viewpoints, mm -hmm. you just don't go there anymore. Yep. But... but the stupid media, that's what they live on. Yeah, I mean, they've got to get, got to get attention, right? They yeah. Get headlines. Yeah. But they're, they're going to start losing more and more customers is what's going to happen because I've understood that it's affected them financially. So do you think, that's a great question, do you think that um, the media's emphasis on controversial content um, we will turn away from them as individuals. Yes, yes. Or they will influence us to be maybe lesser than what we should be. That's what they have been doing. Right. But I think people are starting to get wise as what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's caused a lot of friendships, lifetime friendships, to break up right. because of what they're spreading to everybody. Yeah. And we have to be... Maybe it's it's causing us to be a little bit smarter and kind of look at the the entire uh, scope of what they're doing. And then why would you want to pay $160, $200, $250 a month 
to watch that kind of service. Yeah. And and you're brainwashed. I mean, it's like you're in China and they're 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 pouring all that stuff in your head and hoping that you will follow suit. They think they think that the American people are lemons. They're just running for the the cliff and and everybody jumping off. You know, I um I, I think those are great points and one of the things I spend a lot of time uh, pondering. Um, pondering. Pondering Ooh. is a big word for me. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I like that. Is, you know, it, it. I don't understand how we have become comfortable devaluing people in the process of conversation. Doesn't make sense. Um, you know, w- you and I don't agree on everything we talk about. Yeah. But um, I have tremendous respect for you. I like you personally. And I'm the same with you. And it and it doesn't ever bother me if you see something a little differently than me. Um, one, there may be something I can learn from that viewpoint and experience. But two, never does it make me want to say something or do something unkind or hurtful to you. And I try to do that with everybody yeah. that I engage with. But I can tell you, I have seen firsthand in politics where... You know, I not that I would give examples because I'm not going to do that, but where people who are, I think, generally good people can justify really poor <coughs> actions as it pertains to devaluing other people, being yeah. critical of other people. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not willing to speak my mind and, and you know, make comments about things that I feel passionate about. But never is it to hurt or to say something disparaging about an individual's person or character. I just may disagree with them about something. I, I said a minute ago, you know, um, I, I'm, I've got to be humble enough to look in the mirror and say, hey, if I'm the only person that disagrees with some things that are going on at the city council, I may be the problem. So I have to at least be willing to admit that. But, um, you How know, many just, people put as much work in research as you do. Now, that has been something that I have found um, really special about your service uh, for the city of Murfreesboro yeah. is you you get a lot of calls. And the reason that you get a lot of calls is they know that you're going to look into it from top to bottom sure. and see what the real story is. And that makes a big difference in how people look at you and look at city government. Right. And, and that's you have made a big difference in the short time that you've been there. Well, I really appreciate you saying that. I have tried to work hard. I have tried to understand what was going on so that I could articulate it and explain it in a easy-to-understand way when people call. Because, you know, the truth is, Truman, as you know, most people aren't really paying attention, and the issues that they're paying attention to are those that touch them most closely. Yeah. And they already come to those issues with a pretty strong opinion about those issues. So most of the time, they're wanting to tell me what they think rather than understand what we're dealing with. Yeah. But I have felt a strong sense of responsibility to be able to say, here's why we're doing X, Y, and Z on this particular issue. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, it's another lesson I have learned is all of us have to be mindful of the time we spend on anything yeah. and what we get for the time we spend. Because... You know, it's the only thing we can't replace. We're, we've got a limited amount of it, and we're never going to get any more of it, and that's all we got. And so as I have found myself spending hours and hours and hours 
working on issues and, and trying to, you know, uh, partner with the council um, as it pertains to being responsive to the public and sharing thoughts and visions with the public. What I've also realized is um, there's really not um, there's really not a way for me, regardless of how much time I invest, to um, try to think of the best way to say this, but maybe fairly, openly, objectively uh, work through something where the outcome hasn't been, in some cases, predetermined before we even started. Yeah. And it gets really frustrating to spend a tremendous amount of time trying to understand something and look for new creative, you know, different opinions on perspectives on a certain problem when the reality is there's a handful of folks that want it to end a certain way, so that's the way it ends. Yeah. And, you know, to me, that's one of the things that was pretty eye-opening to me to let me know, you know, I don't know that that's a great fit for me, that system, because even if I was in the position, and I'm clearly not, to influence the ultimate outcome, uh, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I, I just don't think it's about, I mean, Jan will tell you, when we, we get together in our group, <clears throat> we really sit in a table and there's no predetermined outcome for anything that we do. We talk yeah. about it, everybody gets a say, um, you know, and, and we hope that we come up with a consensus of the best solution. But everybody's a contributing factor for that. And a lot of times, unfortunately, I think in government, that's not necessarily the case. There's, there's an objective in mind, an end game that someone wants, and the objective is to get it there, regardless of what you got to do. Does it ever bother you that people do not um, appreciate the elected people's service in a city and county government like they do in a state and federal uh, participation? I have seen so much of it. You just look at how many people will vote right. for in the city and then see how much people, uh, or, or county, right. uh, if, if there's not a major uh, national uh, race going on. But you guys spend probably more time yeah. uh, in those services than they will in Washington, which is basically, you guys, you're, you're working directly to help the place that you live. Yes. And you're helping all the other people that live in the, in inside those uh, confines. And then you look in, in Washington, most of them are working for me. Yeah. I'm up there, and I'm going to make as much money as sure. I can and stay as long as I can, uh, get all the best things that are available for anybody, I'm going to be a millionaire when I leave Washington, yeah. and and we don't we we don't give the local people the amount of respect that they deserve with all the because you're you're making that commitment and your family's suffering uh, because of that you're not able to be around them as much as as you want to be right. and I can see why. Now, some people seem to be, they'll stay there forever mm -hmm. for whatever reason on a local stance. But we need new blood, new thoughts right. coming in in all of those areas. You see somebody retire after 40 years in Washington, and, and, and what do they do? 
they become major lobbyists making money that we right. most of us couldn't even dream of. You know, I, I think, um, again, I mean, you've got so much wisdom. I think two things. Um, one, that also goes on in local politics. There are those that benefit uh, from being in certain positions in local politics. Yeah. Uh, I think it does incite, entice them to stay around because there's benefits to doing that. Um, the other thing I think is, and this is something, again, I have learned, is, you know, we really can't, I specifically, can't thank and be grateful for the enough the people that serve on the city council or for the people that serve on the county commission because... Um, those are really our thankless jobs, and unless you've been an elected official, you just don't understand the sacrifices that those people are making, yeah. especially if they're working. I mean, you know, um, not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, people that serve in those roles are either retired or they're self-employed. They, mm -hmm. they generally don't have a boss, on, a corporate boss that they have to report to and, and those types of things. Yeah. Um, and so the flexibility of being self-employed allows them to do that. Um, I think there are instances where being self-employed uh, potentially creates some of those conflicts for people and, and encourages them to seek out opportunities in service for themselves. Mm -hmm. But um, you can't dismiss the sacrifices that people make no matter what they do because it is a hard job. And uh, in most cases, you know, it's hard to win or to feel good about winning issues, winning on topics, winning on decisions, because you're always um, upsetting someone. And yeah. even if the position that you have on something makes 50% of the people happy or 51% of the people happy, there's 49% that are not, you know, that disagree with you. We can talk about just the recent things, Blackman Park, the landfill issue that we're talking about. Um, you know, those are hard decisions for elected officials to make. And they're even harder for people to make um, without feeling the pressure to maybe, you know, cave to something that might not be good for the for the city or for the county long term, but because they feel that pressure from this group that's really got hold of them and putting pressure on them. So I, I've learned that regardless of if it's the council members that I serve with, you know, our local delegation at the state or county commissioners. I'm going to choose to be appreciative for the time and the sacrifice they make, and I think we should do more of that. And again, I have plenty of disagreements along the way with certain issues and topics and policies and that kind of stuff, but we got to have people to serve. I mean, and we need good people that are willing to be courageous, um, that are willing to stand up for what they believe in, that will be honest, that will be transparent. Uh, we need more of that in government, and, and I think we have you know, some of that in government, but, um, we got We got to show gratitude for those people that serve. Do you think that you ever think about maybe somebody will run in your place and not be willing to sacrifice that time? Maybe, uh, listen to, uh, how how the government is set up here you've right. got a city manager sure and a lot of people just pretty much take whatever his word is right and run along with it right uh having a person that is dedicated to the job it's hard to lose that 
Yeah. That is that. Uh, we have seen over the years or the decades, somebody like me, the, sco the scores, whatever, that uh, it changes when the people in those positions change. Yes. And it's not always a positive thing. You have to be able to elect people who are bright, can understand what the situations are, and are willing to put the time in. And yeah. and we have seen all of those things uh, occur over that time. I agree, and I think the thing that I would add to that, and it would be if if anybody asked my advice who was interested in serving. I mean, obviously there's gonna be at least one seat open on the council uh, in 2022, which is mine. And, you know, probably the best advice that I could give uh, that person would be, there's, there's a difference between being collaborative with other council members mm -hmm. and compliant. Um, I think it's very important to be collaborative, um, but there's this pressure, I think, sometimes to go along with what the city manager wants to do or to go along with what the mayor wants to do. And I think that puts some pressure on people to feel like I don't want to not agree with the mayor or I don't want to not agree with the city manager. And I've never looked at it like that. I've looked at it like, um, you know, even though I think in, in our city uh, it doesn't work exactly the way I think it should work, but that's just my opinion. You know, our mayor is very involved. Uh, the city mayor is very involved in what goes on day to day. He has much more information than I have on a regular basis. And I can tell you it's not because I'm not willing to make the effort. It's because of the position that he's in and the relationship that he's got with the city manager and how they work together uh, to serve the citizens of Murfreesboro. So usually, um, you know, the mayor has more information than the rest of us have. And so I think whoever comes in to, whether it's my seat or decides to run for, you know, whether there are multiple seats or whatever, um, you do, it is really important to be collaborative. Um, but, you know, if we needed just compliance, there wouldn't be seven of us, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there'd just be one person doing it. Um, but I think it's really important to, to have individual thinkers to have uh, independent opinions uh, and to have the courage for folks to disagree amongst the council and um, not not in a hostile way, not in a way that, that diminishes any particular individual um, on the council. But I, I think you get a better result when you have more people that are really fighting for the best outcome. Do you ever feel like the Lone Ranger on some of the subjects that you have had to butt your head with. <laughs> I, I do feel lonely at times when I look around and I'm the only one, you know, uh, in the spot that I'm in. But again, I, Truman, I, I look at that as a growth opportunity for myself. Um, it's been really good for me to uh, to get beat up on some issues where I was the only person that thought a certain way. Mm -hmm. But I think, fortunately for me, I'm very comfortable knowing that, you know, I don't. I don't look for conflict um, yeah. in service. Um, I, I don't mind that. I don't shy away from it. But I don't look for it at all. Um, the problem that I have run into on multiple occasions is the level of detail and knowledge and information that I might 
think I need or want to make a decision might be a little different than um, what some others want or need. Um, and so, you know, it's put me at odds uh, in some cases with others that we're very comfortable with the city manager's recommendation uh, or we're very comfortable with Shane's recommendation. And, um, I, you know, you could ask my wife. Um, I'm just not like that. I, I'm going to ask lots of questions and I'm, I'm totally capable of being convinced. It's not that I'm, you know, uh, an immovable object on anything, but I do need to be convinced. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, you know, again, this is just Ronnie Martin's opinion. I think, you know, our council has gotten so accustomed and maybe even more importantly, our staff, our senior staff has gotten so accustomed to the path of least resistance. If I can just get four people to agree with me that I don't really need to inform everybody, I don't really need to answer every question, I just need to get four people to agree with me. And I just don't think that's the standard we should be shooting for. I think that's uh, minimal effort, if you will. You know, one thing that bothers me more than any other, when important issues come up, whether it's the county or the city, right. that that uh, question has already been answered before yeah. you get to the meeting. Yeah. And that, that says, it tells me, why isn't anybody asking the questions that need to be asked mm -hmm. and there and uh I, i've seen it so many times why is that coming up already being decided before the meeting even actually starts truman that is a tough one man um i don't have a great answer for that uh, i would tell you that um i have uh, I, I do agree with you that it happens. Mm -hmm. um, I think there are a variety of reasons that it happens. Um, and, you know, I think each individual um, council member or commissioner would have to speak to their reasons, their why for um, either being involved in that process on the front end or, you know, not derailing that process, you know, on the back end. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know a better answer than to tell you that. Well, I know that I, the uh, people who, uh, private citizens who want to come up mm -hmm. and make statements either for or against whatever uh, the situation is that's coming up for a vote. Um, a, a lot of times, I, I think that what, whether you get two minutes to say something or five minutes three, or three whatever. Three minutes per person, five minutes yeah. per person. That, that's that's pretty difficult to go up and yeah. actually make a statement. Right. I, I know that they're trying to save time for what's going on in the meeting, sure. but I think the people deserve more, especially if, if they're saying something that may be vital to making the decision, and it, it shouldn't be just already done, taken care of before it happens. I don't like closed-door meetings. I don't care what they say about the sunshine law. The sunshine law is just pretty much uh, gone out the window. It's yeah. very much, a, there's too many things done behind that people are able to talk about, and it should be an open type subject, especially for those uh, uh, things that are vital to the community. I'll tell you, it's interesting. Um, I, I believe that you know, uh, form 
is just as important, if not more important than substance. And so yeah. what I mean by that is how we do what we do matters just as much as what we do, uh, I think. And so uh, what's what I thought was really interesting, so as, as a new council member, uh, one of the things that the staff tells you, and, and conceptually early on, you know, you're thinking, well, that makes pretty good sense. What they will say is, hey, if so that you don't violate the sunshine laws mm -hmm. if you want to have a conversation with other council members do it through the staff yeah well that way you're not violating the sunshine laws so i don't i don't call another council member and say hey what you know what do you think about this should we be doing this does that make sense where is this coming from why would we you know you, you're not supposed to do that i mean you're not supposed to deliberate those issues outside of council well that's very restrictive in terms of being able to have enough time to really chew through some of those issues and there are plenty of things that people do not want to say in public right mm -hmm. they don't want the consequences of that discussion yeah and so one of the early things that uh, i learned was you know hey i would call the staff and and tell them what i thought about this with the idea that they would share that with the other council members well what you really quickly learn uh, when you're not as naive anymore is that if the staff disagrees with you about that, once you've told them what you think, mm -hmm. they will strategically go to different council members and organize and orchestrate the vote on those things and say, you know, councilman one is this opinion, councilman two is that opinion, so I'm gonna call four, five, and six in order to get this accomplished. So in truth, the, count, the staff is in control of the outcome of what we do. Uh, and, you know, I would tell you that in our government, um, we don't ever do anything without the mayor being a part of that. So, mm -hmm. I mean, um, which means the mayor and staff, generally speaking, are deciding the outcome when most people think that the council members who are elected are the ones deliberating and having the outcome. And, and we vote. That's true. But because of the Sunshine Law and because of some of the restrictions on open deliberation and how some of that stuff is talked about leading up to those meetings, you know, a lot of that road is paved before we even get in there. Well, I've noticed that the, the mayor on the landfill subject mm -hmm. is, is voicing his opinion that it that against the expansion Very strongly. And, yep. and, and all those things and saying they have a... Uh, a particular voice in in what could be done. Right. I'm I'm not sure that what he's saying is really actual <laughs> because uh, I know how that was originally set up. Right. And uh, there there's so many things that are for the people to hear, but it what you're hearing may not be an actual thing as far as how everything is going to flow. You know, it's, a, it's a great observation. Um, here's what I would tell you about the landfill. And I, I can't speak for the mayor. The only mm -hmm. the mayor can speak for himself. And I think most people are against that uh, expansion. So I, I don't know that anybody in Rutherford County wants the landfill to expand. Yeah. I don't know that anybody in Rutherford County wants more odor. I don't know that anybody... If they can smell anything at all, yeah. I, I don't know that they want more trash coming from Davidson County. I don't know that they like the fact that other people dump their trash here. Yeah. There's probably very wide agreement on all those topics. Yeah. But this goes back to my point about substance over form. Yeah. So in substance, we're all, we're all against those things as a group, largely. Mm -hmm. But from a form standpoint, whose responsibility is that decision? 
what power does the city have? Um, what should our role be? And I would tell you that, um, you know, I, I am not in alignment uh, with some of the strategy that the city is deploying in that because of the form. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't believe in legal maneuvering to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Uh, I think it's easy to justify and rationalize certain behavior when you're trying to get to an outcome. Um, I, I just don't feel like that's aligns with who I am, which is yeah. again why I said early on, sometimes you look around and you say, hey, maybe I'm the problem. If everybody else is okay with this, um, if the if the means justify the ends, if you will, in using that, then maybe I'm the issue. Maybe I need to go do something else. So, You know, you've been a, a great city councilman. Thank it, you. You've done a tremendous job, and um, I've been proud of you the whole time. I, I really it. have. Because it, it, it's it's you want the right do the right thing is what you've always wanted to do. Yes, sir. And you've always studied hard, and I guess Jan's given you a, a lot of advice during all this time. <laughs> She's mostly responsible for everything I've done. <laughs> Good, that is. I was waiting for that clarification. Good, yeah. <laughs> She's mostly. I, I guess you're responsible, Janie, for him not running next time, aren't you? Well, I'm sure. Maybe a little bit. Uh, yeah. His sweet wife, has she put any thoughts in your ear about get him out of that? No, No, I'm but sure. I think we're of the same opinion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I enjoyed it, guys, as usual. Thanks for having us on, Drew. Yeah, I, I really respect both of you very, very much. All right. I guess we'll have the music in the morning over here. So we're looking forward everybody to it. Everybody get ready. We'll see you then. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.